0: So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay? Well, listen here.
1: Hello, and welcome to Love After Lockup. Haha. ha, okay. I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing the season five finale of Life After Lockup. In this episode, Sarah and Sean are engaged and pregnant. Puppy is back in prison for a week. Ray and Brittany celebrate a promise to be married, but it's not an engagement. John has a mourning ceremony over Christiana. Brittany and Marcelino invite Amanda for a threesome. Stan eats Lunchables while Lisa gets baptized. Deontay hides behind a tree at Tia Nicole's wedding. And Lacey and John try to work it out. If you like what you hear, please support us and give us a rating or send us constructive feedback. And if you watch 90 Day Fiancé, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day Mk, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, oh, Mr. O.
0: How are things going with you?
1: Good, because it's winter break for me. I know you still have a few more days.
0: Uh, a few more days of now virtual instruction because oh, uh, my entire district went back to full virtual. But they need to get, they have make me going into the building, so that's always fun too. So I have to I don't even get my commute back, and now I got to talk to a bunch of blank screens again. Uh. So. Yeah. Next 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 week is not going to be the greatest week before I get to my winter break. And I got to go till almost Christmas Eve is my first day off. So.
1: Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, blank screens, let's start off with uh, John and Christiana. So John is inspecting his hair. Then he packs a bag and a drum. John is bottling up his emotions, and he says the last few weeks have been torture because he just hasn't heard from Christiana. So if you recall from the last episode, we saw her leaving on the Ring camera video. He says that they've been separated before, but it's never been like this. John periodically has been checking the Dubuque County Jail website. He's not sure if she's relapsed or just hanging out with her sister or in prison. John is suspicious about Mo. If you recall, she was Christiana's co-worker and is wondering if maybe she was a bad influence. But he met with her up with her about a week ago and she seemed to give him the right vibe. John is out with Elder Carrie to perform a mourning ceremony. Mourning as in sadness mourning, uh, where he mm-hmm. will let go of his hair as he is mourning his loss of his marriage with Christiana. John has never wanted love so badly and it scares him. Elder Cary cuts off his hair with a knife. John claims that he will never love again because his heart belongs to Christiana. John says he will always be there for her and he will love her no matter the distance. All right. So she literally just fell off the face of the planet. We didn't get any update on her. I'm assuming mm-hmm. her mom is still alive because I feel like they would have definitely mentioned that as a potential trigger. Yeah. So do you have any guesses on what happened to Christiana.
0: I mean – Honestly, like, honestly, I, I kind of hinted at it last time. The only thing it sounds like it sounds like she's running away from because she considers him an abusive person, right? Interesting. And, doesn't, and, and and that's 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 the that's the way that would get handled, right? If you were, yeah. And so, like, I don't know how else it would work. That she just literally drops off the face of the earth, doesn't answer her phone calls. Um, and the only person he goes to talk to, he doesn't talk. He doesn't go by and see mom and see like, well, did she come by? Have you have you talked to her? He just goes to random Mo, which he uh, basically seems like he accosted at her place of business. Like right, she, like she walked out of a sandwich shop, and he was like, "Let me ask you about your history." Yeah. And so, like, I mean, that just seems like the most plausible explanation to me. And I don't know, you know, how justified that is. Which the show actually shows a lot of, you know. Gets its editing and everything, but that's mm-hmm. that, that's those are the people that run away and go radio silent, right?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, I never had really considered that option before. He did somewhat get irrationally angry when she left, like, he broke that glass or glass, and you know, he was like throwing stuff around, and he was just like, I, I don't know, he just seemed really mad, and it. And I said, you know, even back then last week, I said, I need more answers because why is he getting so upset and assuming the worst? And, you know, I feel like there's missing information here. So, I mean, that would explain some of that.
0: I I think he knows more than he's letting on. Yeah. uh, Especially with the the speed with which he went from – because he did that. We saw that last week. He was like, well, I'm putting her stuff outside. She's gone. Right? And then – also within two weeks being like I have to have this morning ceremony as if she's dead like I feel like she's literally he he literally was like I have to have this religious ceremony to make her dead to me
1: yeah is what dead he just did me. like right
0: like, and so like I feel like and this was after two weeks which I know is tough right but I don't I feel like nothing after two weeks is so set in stone for anybody, right?
1: Especially if you don't have information. Because it's right. like too many unknown variables for you to really be making any kind of decision.
0: Yes. It's because it's not even like like I've been chucking the jail. Like i he knows more than he's letting on, right? He has yeah. to. He has to. Because it's not like he his thing isn't like, oh my God, maybe she's maybe she's lost she got lost in the woods or got picked up by kidnapped or she, you know, something terrible has happened to her. It's just like, well, I haven't heard from her, so I guess she's gone. You know what I'm saying? Like,
1: Yeah. Is he failing to put like a missing persons report because he's afraid of getting her in trouble if she is using again?
0: Possibly. But, I mean, I feel it's more likely that she, he's not putting a missing persons report because he did talk to mom or something and she was like, yeah, I know where she is. You leave her alone. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you don't worry about it. And yeah. then or somebody did. Right. But it seems like even production couldn't find her. You know, it's just one of those things I feel like, you know, I live, you know, near Baltimore and like I don't know, it seems like every month or something there's some drunk person that falls into the harbor.
1: Oh, um, gosh.
0: Oh, yeah. It happens all the time. But like you hear about them, a missing person, like they were last seen at 2 a.m. and at this bar heading this direction. You hear about it like the next morning. Yeah. Right. On the news. It's not like, oh, two weeks later and I'm just going to, you know, assume that. Well, I'm just checking the jail sites and I'm not, I didn't employ anybody on this. It's, it's It seems very suspicious.
1: But even if she was, you know, in some kind of trouble where she was trying to avoid John, don't you think she would have at least sent a message out to production and they would have, you know, put up even like a little title card that said, like, Christiana has left John?
0: Yes. Or something like that. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's, yeah, it seemed very obvious that the production didn't know where she was either. Yeah. Right. And it's, so it seems like a lot of people in this, I think especially the way we didn't hear from her mother mm-hmm. was also, was also pretty, pretty telling that there's like, it's, it's more of a intentional secret. Like, no, we don't want you to know where she is. thing yeah. Than it is like, oh, she just relapsed in his going nutso in dubuque you know
1: so are you worried about what she's up to or do you think she's somewhere safe
0: uh no i'd be worried about what she's up to i don't know who she has that's safe to go to
1: Mm -hmm. right
0: everybody in her everybody that's been in the past in her life has not been a safe harbor right? right and of all things that are triggering you know going into addiction definitely like leaving the family that puts you together and the, the person that you ostensibly were married to. That's, that's a huge stressor, no matter how right. it works, no matter how what you're doing there. It's a huge yeah. stressor and, you know, the stress leads to relapse.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: All right. So let's hit up the, the short one because I feel like they had to bring everybody back for this one, including Stan, who we haven't seen for <laughs> weeks so, anyways, he makes an appearance again. They say it's one month after the breakup with Lisa and Stan is getting a visa from Tina, who I'm pretty sure was the one he was texting when Lisa was around. She was like, yeah. who are you talking to? He's like, what? I don't know what you're talking. Anyway, so she – he says she is not an ex and they were kind of dated on and off again for a year. But things died off really with the pandemic because she takes care of her grandkids and she wasn't trying to give them COVID. But he said they never lost touch the whole time. So, they, she comes over and he ons- offers her a lunchable to eat, it was clearly a lunchable, and they <laughs> yeah. settle in for I don't know gossip and some gross old person flirting. Uh, so he tells Tina, you know, with his you know his sob story about what happened with Lisa. He blames the break up with Lisa, he obviously blames it on Lisa and how she wanted too many material things since he had spent twenty five thousand dollars on her and it, that wasn't even worth it. So then we flip over to Lisa, who's Getting baptized in some sort of animal trough. Anyway, she says that finding God has rewritten the book on her life, which I assume she found God after she left Stan. Or didn't she say when she was in prison, like like her and Stan connected through Bibles and stuff? Yes. And that's
1: why she felt like she had a real future with him. So I don't know. I think it's a little scammy, but yeah, 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 yeah. we can get to it.
0: She says she's broken the cycle of going to jail. Her, si- her side of the story is that Stan, when she was in prison, was a kind and compassionate guy. But then as soon as she got out, it was like a, f- a switch flipped. So, she's now living in her brother's and is trying to just work on herself. She doesn't say reconciliation is impossible, but Stan has to be willing to change. So, we go back to with Stan, who is willing to change women because now he's making out with Tina on the couch. Gosh. So, <laughs> the title card at the end says that uh, Stan has retired from dating inmates and is in a new relationship, but it doesn't say with Tina.
1: Yeah, then, that was
0: weird. That was weird. So, I'll, I'll say this because it surprised me. Were you surprised at how Tina looked?
1: No. I mean, he doesn't seem to. I don't know. It be into, like, a certain look or anything like that. I, I think um, maybe it has something to do with where he's at, but, you know, like, Lisa, they're just not that classy, to be real, you know? Oh, yeah, Lisa yeah, yeah. and Tina kind of cut from the same cloth a little bit.
0: Oh, well, yeah, but uh, the, Tina's older, and I was surprised at yes. how old she was. And I guess that was it, because I thought he was oh, okay. exclusively chasing, you know, young women. Or, yeah, young women, because uh, even – lisa isn't like young young but like younger women compared to him right mm-hmm. and whereas whereas tina was a much much more appropriate age for him than than lisa ever was
1: yeah so i mean from that perspective it could be a good match i i wasn't sure if stan has grandkids too i know he has kids mm-hmm. but i mean that could be something they could bond over
0: yeah yeah so i mean so i mean Based on your trashy comment, you don't think she was the hottest grandma you've ever seen, as
1: Stan uh, says. <laughs> no, probably not. But I do believe that Stan has had a lot of experience with a bunch of people in his life being grandmas.
0: I'm Yeah, I'm sure about that. I'm sure about that.
1: Yeah, he had said something about that. Okay, so going back to Lisa and her whole finding religion timeline – so it sounds like Lisa is on this kind of, uh, you know, Seeking Arrangements website before she meets Stan. She goes to prison. Um, she likes that Stan has a religious background and seems to be talking to her, giving her encouragement. It sounded like Bible verses and things like that. And right. Turned Lisa onto the Bible. So Lisa was reading this while she was in prison. And it really sounded like their relationship – really started to develop in somewhat religious roots if you are to believe what lisa is saying but then when you see stan and it's just like stan doesn't seem religious at all and it seems to me that he thinks of this relationship as being rooted in sex and the sex dungeon so i don't know what to think of lisa it's kind of like then the way she behaved with stan there were some moments where it's kind of like yeah i feel like she's just trolling him because he real she realizes what a douche cannon this guy is so it's like i get that because she kind of just has that personality but to And I guess it would also explain why she said that, you know, their relationship kind of went off the rail. She's like, because he wasn't as religious as he made it sound like he was, you know, when I was in prison. But getting baptized, I don't know. It just seems like if you were really going down this route of I am now, you know, found Jesus. I am a Mm -hmm. born again Christian. I'm being baptized. I really believe in this Bible. I don't know if you'd be trolling Stan and trying to get a bunch of money from him. So that's yeah, why I kind of feel like it's I don't know, convenient, hypocritical in yeah, a way. Yeah, and leave
0: also also leaving the door open to be like, well, if he wants to change, I'm right here. I'm willing to keep taking his money. It's just I don't know. It's 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 hard to judge based on the, you know, the the literal one scene we saw of her actually being a religious person. Right, um, right. What kind? Well, what- one and
1: a half. She was doing a lot of confessing in the church of her speaking oh, yeah. uh, arrangement <laughs> yeah. ways.
0: That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, it, it, but it was. I just, I just find it weird that Stan, because you're right. Stan just strikes me as a person of who hasn't really been to church since he graduated Catholic school,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: like, you know, and I, I guess he's just. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know how that worked. I don't know if he would say he shared the Bible verses. I'm very confused because I know it does work for a lot of people who are coming out. I know I've known I know a few people oh, that yeah, changed, sure. turned around their lives because, I mean, basically, I, I've talked. I had a neighbor once that was like that. He was, he was kind of nutty, but he was like an ex-addict and ex-con and stuff like that. And he was like, I was addicted to drugs. And I had to find something else. So, now I'm addicted to Jesus. There we go. (laughs) what I'm doing now.
1: When I was in college, I actually had a dorm mate who was in prison for like three or four days over something that he didn't really do. He was just on the hook for like he had let – these um, other people like rent a car and he had like, it, but it was in his name and they basically abandoned the car somewhere. So he was in prison for a few days while they're figuring it out because they were basically like Grand Theft Auto, you know? Uh-huh. And I had given him a Bible. Like, you know, I was like, well, I guess if you want to read something, it seems like there's appropriate. Prison reading it's, material. Look,
0: you get the really thin pages, and it's like right. really tiny text. There's a lot to read. There's a yeah. lot of it to read.
1: So he read it, and he was very atheist. Um, you know, before that, and I'm not saying, uh, you know, he was a born again Christian, but he, it interested him. And I think when people are in states of like suffering or in pain, they're more open to the kind of like these religious messages. You know, Mm -hmm. so I think that's part of the reason why you get people that are in prison that are, you know, maybe finding God or finding some other religion, because it's it seems to explain why they're going through these like trials and tribulations.
0: Sure. Mm -hmm. Sure. But that was yeah, that was that was it with them. Pretty much, Pretty pretty short and sweet with them. I just wanted to make sure we checked in with everybody to get our title cards, basically.
1: (laughs) Right. Okay, so speaking of trials and tribulations, let's talk about the trials and tribulations of Lacey and John this time. So John meets up with Lacey and she seems a bit surprised that he showed up. John wants to cut to the chase and asks if Shane is still living in the house and where is she? Lacey acts dumb and John just isn't playing that. He tells her to quit lying to him and brings up the fact that he's trying to make things work with his girlfriend, Julie, which makes Lacey kind of smirk. Because if you recall, they have since yeah, hooked up. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She asks him if he felt an instant connection with Julie. And John admits that it was gradual, unlike his feelings for Lacey. He does tell her that it was love at first sight with her. Lacey admits she hasn't made good choices and she says she doesn't know why she just can't let John go. She feels like there's a hope and maybe now, not now, but maybe later in life, it'll work out for them. She loves him and she's willing to put everything aside to be with him. He points out that they just keep hurting each other and that's why it never seems to work out. John says that he knew Shane was a shady person with a mean side to him. John said he promised he would never talk to Lacey again if she got married, but here they are. He knows she doesn't love him and she's just going to trick him she tries to grab his hand as he cries and looks off in the distance she attempts to comfort him and tries to apologize she says she's always confused about him but she actually does love him if it's what he wants she won't ever reach out to him again but she doesn't want that John tells her how he felt when he was in jail and she started seeing Shane and then Lacey attempts to apologize, saying that she wasn't a good person back then. John says that they can't do this and he has to go and he walks off. Lacey calls after him and he ignores her. He says he had to hold his ground and leave because he knows that for a fact that she will hurt him again and he has to keep moving forward. Later, we see Shane on ring footage trying to get in the house to talk to Lacey he says he wants to be there for a summer, but he can only fix so much at a time. Shane just hopes she start, stops talking to John because he just can't handle it. Lacey says that Shane needs to learn a lot and John seems to be doing okay. She thinks she needs to focus on her kids and not worry about either of these men. But then we get the update. Shane and Lacey are currently separated, and Shane is living with a friend, and it looks like Lacey and John are dating again. Mm-hmm. All right. So, do you think that this is the time that Lacey and John are going to make this work?
0: Absolutely not. Like, like I always, why would I bet against it? Like, why would I bet against the thing that happens all the time? Like, yeah. Like, you're going to bet on the Washington Generals, too? Like, this is okay. not happening.
1: <laughs> Yeah. because
0: she only wants she, uh, that's just Lacey she needs to figure herself out because she only wants what she can't have
1: right like,
0: if John was super available again like and and she wasn't married he she, she just gets tired of it she doesn't I don't even know actually if it's as much of that or as much as she just quickly tires of situations like she doesn't she can't stay in one place too long relationship wise obviously she's been in Virginia Beach forever
1: yeah I just I don't really understand her attraction to shane in the first place i mean i think it was genuine because i don't think she would have married him i don't think she would have gone to great lengths to have a child with him because i mean she had to get ivf because she had her tubes tied you know i mean that's like a big decision so i don't think she would have done all those things if she wasn't genuinely like in love with shane but i never understood what it was that she was like So into him, what it did, it seemed like even when she was so into Shane that she was also in love with John. But I was always confused why she always picked Shane over John.
0: Yeah, I don't know either because – no, because I don't know either. (laughs) Shane is not – there's not anything about Shane that puts him above – John? Like if you just looked at them and heard them talk and I mean the, – Their the-
1: vices are different, the, right? Yes. Because John has addiction problems and it sounds like that is usually what prompts Lacey to start trouble because she's unhappy with his drug use. At least that's what she says. Right. Whereas Shane seems to have anger problems. Yes, yes. And so it's like, well – Pick your poison. Would you rather deal with someone who can get scary angry where you're like literally scared of them Mm -hmm. or someone who is going to constantly be battling addiction and you're going to have to deal with basically a different person when they're high?
0: Yeah. I mean, neither are good. You should probably shouldn't be having to deal with either of them. because Especially when
1: you have children. The
0: scary anger one is like one of those things, too, that just like. Even if you think he wouldn't hit me on purpose, like Mm -hmm. if he's just randomly chucking stuff across the room and flipping over chairs, he could hurt somebody. Yeah. right. He might not do it on purpose, but it's not – it's not an acceptable thing to have to live with or or to make yourself have to live with.
1: I mean, let's remind ourselves why Shane was in prison in the first place. He literally made someone go blind from getting in a fight.
0: Yeah. Right. Right, and we've seen it. They they kind of show the flashes of it too. And even John was like, he's got an angry side. Like, yeah, you gotta watch out for him. Yeah, right. I don't know. And he comes back in the, the little ring camera thing and goes and blah blah blah. But I don't know. Lazy like, just seems to me like like I recently met somebody who like is just constantly, you know, they're in their like mid thirties or whatever, but they've had like five or six serious boyfriends because it just mm-hmm. is always like on year three they're like. I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> like it's always like year three, and they're just like, uh, and they move along and they move on. Like I think Lacey's window is much shorter, but I just think she gets tired of situations. She gets tired of being married and things but get. Even mm.
1: then, it's like okay, I can almost understand that as opposed to why does she keep on going back and forth to the
0: same person? It's like like, like I tried on that one already. this,
1: yeah. It's like, haven't you learned? This is how you feel about someone. Right, Call a breakup because it's broken. You should move on.
0: Well, and it's not like when I'm in bed and I roll on one side and I'm uncomfortable and so I roll on the other side and I'm uncomfortable and I'm like, so I roll on this side. Because there's literally <laughs> only two sides I can pick. Like there are other dudes out there besides these right. two dudes.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I don't think she was wrong in saying that she was a bad person. Because, I mean, what? also let's remember when we first saw her, like – It was confusing why you're trying to play two inmates against each other to begin with. So, I mean, she didn't strike me as the best person when we first met her. And at least she admits, like, I don't know who I was. I was a bad person. I was a bad girlfriend. I am surprised that she admitted she was a bad mother. It's Mm. like very rare for people to admit that they're a bad parent.
0: Yes. Yes. Usually we see that even from... The worst parents who are like, yeah, you know, we, uh, you know, we saw Cindy Britney's mom is always is one mm-hmm. who's like that, right? She's like, uh, I'm addicted to drugs because of you, like because you were addicted to drugs and didn't take care of me, and she's like, but I was a good mom though, right? And it's like, I don't think you listened to what I just said.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's tough to admit that, and especially publicly, I think. So, I mean, the fact that she said that, I was like. Maybe she isn't such a lost cause after all. If she could have some humility okay, and but self-awareness. But she had some
0: humility and self-awareness as she is actively trying to figure out where they're going without being divorced yet mm-hmm. or even officially separated. And he's in another, another relationship. Like she's still mm-hmm. being a bad person like, yeah, right I know, now. Right. Like yeah. it, it, what she's doing is not good, is not OK.
1: Yeah, I feel bad for Julie in this. It's like – I don't know. But then I also wonder is like was that a fake relationship to begin with because the only reason that made me feel that way is that he went on his first date with her on this show. Right. So, it's like, well, was this complete relationship completely fabricated?
0: Yeah, because the other thing too is like you know she was going to find out about the cheating on the show when the show aired, Mm. right? And so, it's like, is that why they're broken up? And then they broke up. And now that he wasn't with her and she was separated from Shane, now they can go back to – because they are dating. Like, Yeah. They're on Instagram and everything now, like, posting pictures and stuff. Like, Oh, you
1: mean uh, John and Lacey?
0: John and Lacey, yes. Yes, yes. And so, there like, are. yeah. It, it, I don't know. It's just a whole – it's a – like, everything. Bad situations all around. Right. So – Let's move to well, – we need a bad situation. Let's let's move to a good situation. Well, a weird situation. And that's <laughs> Brittany and Marcelino. So, it's check out time first at the TP ranch. And after a nice and rejuvenating night, all the stress of being parents and all the other crap goes – going down has taken a toll on their love life. So, Brittany uh, says we need to do stuff like that more often, then suggests that maybe – they should bring her flirty friend and prison ex-girlfriend, Amanda, with them next time. And I'm going to warn you now, the entire rest of the ep of their segment was about this threesome happening. God. Because I, I thought a few times it was going to verge away from that. And it was like, nope, nope, just no, we're going to do more of this. OK. So Marcelino at, at first doesn't really take the suggestion all that well, you know, kind of asking those kind of, well, am I not enough for you questions? So he does understand that there are are unresolved feelings as we get a flashback of them a couple seasons ago when uh, they were like making out in front of him. So it's, again, a lot of threesome talk and Marcelino ends with, uh, I'll think about it. So we get home and everyone's all healthy, happy with Grandpa Gil. And we only deal with that for a second before Brittany is talking about Amanda again. But this time apologizing for bringing her up in the first place. But, you know, after some more talk, she's on the text messages and on the phone. She's really pulling strings to try to make this thing happen. So then Amanda's at the house. And then in their house, you know, she's hearing about the ranch thing. And, of course, Brittany's trying to. Finagle this into a threesome situation, um, especially because – and I it was one of those things that was kind of weird. They talked about it now because he was already dropping off the kids at somebody else's house. So, like, they clearly yeah. knew it was adult time. Anyway, they'll have the house themselves. So, Amanda is changing into a bathing suit and then Brittany starts laying it on really thick. Do you ever think about what, what it was like in prison? You know, we have unfinished business and then just openly talking about, like, we should both double team my husband. So – Marcelino gets home, makes some drinks, and then at, from here on out, it was just like the beginning part of a porn. Like, yeah. It, so it's a, a porn that continues. The next segment as the girls get in the pool, and then Amanda's kind of like, "Well, I don't want to do this if Marcelino is going to be weird about it." But then he comes out, and they talk it over while they're sitting at the pool. Then there's a whole thing. Everybody just kind of feeling it out, Wanted to make sure everybody else is into it and ready and not feeling like some kind of way. And Marcelino also wants to make sure he's not just going to be an observer of yeah. – <laughs> the threesome is just him watching two women do it. So everybody – Brittany insists that Amanda is ready for them. So then, then it gets really porny and he's like, how can I say no? Then he starts – then after the swim, he starts making out with her and they go inside and – They try to film things through the uh, blinds until they turn the lights off. So – but we did find out at the um, title card that they did – she did manage to open up her uh, sober living facility and, you know, they're still going strong after whatever with Amanda. I don't even know what to ask you you about this because it really was just like a porn. because
1: their (laughs) storyline has been so weird this entire season. Like it started off being – you know, oh, okay, we're getting swindled out of this money for this sober living house. Then it became about, you know, uh, oh, this random father that's like come out of nowhere. Then it's become about, oh, Britney and Marcelino have la- lost their loving. Like, in their relationship, and yeah. she needs a break. And now it's, like, about, oh, unresolved uh, business, and let's have a threesome. It's like, I don't know what has gone on in the storyline, but I think that I like them as a couple, and I think that's why they continue to be on this show, uh-huh. but- their situation, I can't say that I was super invested in it because it barely lasted more than an episode like any of their storylines, except for the beginning, which was never resolved. Which was never
0: resolved, right? And she ended up opening the facility. We didn't see any of that.
1: Yeah, I want to see justice against the dude who, like, uh, decided to turn it into a possible drug house
0: yeah i want to see what happened with that i don't need marcelino making sexy eyes at somebody and then because we've talked about that before there's nothing creepier creepier than like somebody else's sexy eyes when you're not like involved right like (laughs) we all get down and we we all like you know make our move and and do our thing there's nothing weirder than watching somebody else just like Oh, that's not just like a kiss kiss. That's a uh, we're starting things kiss. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. (laughs) It just looks like so walk. And I'm sure I'm not saying this is not I'm not saying anybody's doing anything wrong or anything, because I'm sure if someone had managed to film me when I was getting ready, like it would not be cool. And I wouldn't I wouldn't want to watch it. I I, would have imagined you wouldn't want to watch yourself either.
1: Nah, that's all right. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Goodness. Yeah, I mean. If they continue to be on the show, like, you know, they'll continue to be our students of the week, I'm sure. But at the same time, it's kind of like, yeah, let's give me a more consistent storyline, one that I can feel like invested
0: in. They were grasping for straws because they had – it seemed like they – and that's what was so jarring about this whole thing is it seemed like Mm -hmm. they were – they had the sober living facility with the guy swindling them and are they going to get the money back? Are they going to be able to open it? And then it's like, okay, and then not resolve that. And then she's got a – oh, she got an email from her father. Yeah. Is she going to meet – they didn't resolve that. And it's right. just like, let's throw in a threesome. Like, we can episode. resolve
1: that. They have one at the end. <laughs> yes. Good
0: job. We can resolve that. The, the, bedroom, <laughs> light, <laughs> the bedroom light turns off, which – not my choice, but okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, let's move on to Sean and Sarah. So Sarah has just taken a walk with her mom to tell her mom that she's pregnant. So now it's her turn to tell Sean. Sarah says that if Sean doesn't want this child, she's prepared to do this on her own. Sean then, for some reason, is fumbling for words and losing his train of thought. And after all that rambling, he gets down on one knee and asks her to marry him. Sarah just seems kind of confused. Then she kind of smiles and says yes. Sarah says she's happy, and she says that this feels like a dream. I mean, I'm going to point out that nightmares are technically dreams. (laughs) Um, She's a little worried about the reaction Sean will have towards the news of her pregnancy, but she doesn't tell him right then. So they come back to the picnic where Sarah tells her mom and Abby that she's getting married. Sarah thinks that her mom should respect the fact that she has forgiven Sean for his lies and support their relationship. Sean brings out a bottle of champagne to toast the engagement and Sarah's mom takes pause and asks her, "Are you really going to drink that?" to Sarah. Sean is immediately concerned asking why and Sarah says she's pregnant. And Sean immediately hugs and kisses her and says he loves her. Sarah says, baby number seven Uh. next to Sean. And Sean immediately gets a serious look of panic on his face. (laughs) Uh, Sarah's mom, Kathy, says she's pissed that Sarah just got out of prison and she's tied up with Sean now. Abby doesn't seem to have any reaction other than trying to ignore everything around her and focus on chugging out of her champagne flute.
0: (laughs) I hope it was empty before they gave
1: it to her. Oh, gosh. I think it was filled with water because I think he said, like, oh, you can give her the water or something. But she just, like, you know, was holding up in front of her face, like, just chugging it down. Okay, so later, Sean video calls Kelly his ex in hopes of being able to talk to his kids. She makes up the excuse why they aren't available and Sean presses a little further saying he needs to tell them something. Kelly demands to know what it is and Sean finally tells her that he's engaged and he wants the kids to meet Sarah. Kelly says that she has to meet her first and then give the okay, but insists that they both make the trip out to Vegas since Sean has made no effort to see the kids since he's been to Ohio. Sean says that Sarah isn't allowed to leave the state and says that they will plan a trip for Kelly. Sarah's in the room and she's just mad about Sean's relationship uh, with Kelly. She thinks that Kelly is disrespectful and stubborn. And she also believes that she's trying to keep Sean away from his kids, but at the same time, gladly accepts any money from him. All right. So do you think Kelly is being unreasonable in this whole thing? Because Sarah really seemed to have opinions about <sighs> if Kelly.
0: If Kelly was my ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Then she would probably be being unreasonable, but she's not my ex-wife. She hasn't been dealing with me. <laughs> she's
1: married to the idiot. She's Sean, been dealing with idiot Sean. <laughs>
0: yeah. right. You're like right, yeah. baby mama, right? Yeah, they weren't even married. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Because like, you can't, you can't take what she's doing and what she's saying void of context, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a lack of. I, I do think it's a, 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 a much of her to be like, well, you can't talk to the kids unless I decide you can talk to the kids. That's bullshit. That part, yeah, that absolutely bullshit, right? Right. Because the one thing that she did say that that did bother me and get to me is when she said something, something, something. My kids, yeah, right. But yes, the weird thing that he, that she, he has to go through her to talk to the kids. Like I have a good relationship with my. I don't have to talk to her before I talk to my kids. Like right. I, that's that's which I mean the smaller ones okay because yes yeah, they don't have phones they gotta call you gotta call her and then talk to them but like there's kid he has kids that are old enough to have cell phones
1: yeah yeah I think he has like his oldest kid I think is like what twenty one I want to say yeah like, but what? then his youngest is like probably six or seven now because yes. they were five when they started
0: so may, maybe maybe the older ones he called and told on on, on the thing but like. I mean, it is a weird situation and I don't necessarily think it has to be like, well, I have to vet her. And he's like, well, before I – I have to vet her before they can even meet her. Yeah. Right? And at a certain point, you'd be like, she's going to be my wife. Like you telling me my kids can't meet my wife and unless right. – because you decided she's not good enough. Now. I get where she's coming from because he's brought home some trash.
1: (laughs) Yes. That's exactly what I was thinking was um, had she not been traumatized from Destiny, who was like trying to fight her from like the moment she laid eyes on her. Then, yeah, I can kind of see, you know, this being more unreasonable. But since she has met someone like Destiny, it's like. All right, I can see how your experience with Sean's choices in the past has made you cautious about who he's bringing in, and I mean, us looking in, like, yeah, she probably should have given more leeway to Sarah because she seems much more like level-headed than a Destiny.
0: Right, right. It's yeah. It's just yeah. I, I, it, there's a lot going on there where I see where he's coming from, but. I see where Sarah's coming from, but I don't know if it Sean wants what she wants him to want, right? Because he shouldn't have to – the way he justifies, oh, I, 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 see, I, I try to see – I see him as much as I can. That means he doesn't see him very much. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. And well, she doesn't He hasn't get that. seen
1: them at all since he's been out there. And this is what I don't understand. Like, Sarah is like – Fiercely defending Sean. And I mean, I suppose she should. That's her partner. I mean, Mm -hmm. poor choice of partner. But I mean, like, I get it. Um, I don't think she should be involved in the uh, conversation with Kelly or, you know, when it comes to his kids. But, you know, I just it's like, how could she not see that he takes part in being a shitty parent? Right. right. She thinks it's justified because Kelly is keeping the kids away from Sean. No one is keeping Sean out of Vegas yeah. from seeing his kids. Well, that's kids. the other thing,
0: too. That's the part she passed up. She's like, don't tell me he doesn't try because I've seen him try. And like if he was actually being a good dad, you wouldn't see him try because he wouldn't be in Ohio.
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs> you <laughs> so know? So that – That part is what's weird to me. And I mean – and I can see Sarah justifying it now because she's going to say, well, he has another kid, a baby to take care of in Ohio. So now he's got to stay here.
0: Right. Right. And so like – I'll tell you what disturbed me about what Sarah said. Sarah. Because she was like, it doesn't matter. Kelly would have been jealous no matter who I was. It wasn't about me being in prison. I could be – a doctor, I could be a lawyer, I could be Pamela Anderson and she'd still be upset. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm pretty sure she'd be upset with Pamela Anderson. That's not exactly the most the ideal person I think of is who's this above reproach woman that no ex-wife could possibly reasonably have a have a, a, a problem with. And it's like Pamela Anderson is not at the top of that list for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I am team Kathy in all of this. I mean, she brought up some really good points that, you know, she's sad that, you know, even Sarah, her goal was to rebuild a relationship with Abby Mm -hmm. when she got out of prison, not have a replacement family because that's what it's starting to feel like.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. And especially with – I know you didn't really talk about it. They had that commercial segment at the end where she's like making him breakfast and Mm -hmm. writing him notes and – which is funny, though, because she said she writes sexy notes and the note was like, thinking
1: of you. It's
0: like, is that sexy? I don't know. I'm very confused.
1: But – while naked.
0: <laughs> if she would have said that, then yes, I would have been on yeah. it. She And also, like, it was like dramatically weird. It was like, think of me when you eat your lunch. I'll be think of you. I was like, I don't – okay, anyway. But like those are, those are the kind of things that, I don't know, are often kind of get into traps. Like you do it to be nice and you do it to be cute and all of a sudden, you're like – 10 years later, you're like, this dude hasn't made his own lunch for work in 10 years. I've been sitting here doing this for him. It's hey,
1: at least he has a job.
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it was a
1: little touch and go there for a while with Sean. So Yes,
0: he definitely has a job. But you know what I'm saying? It's one of those things that starts off as a nice, loving gesture. And especially once you start having kids to to take care of, then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it becomes like, wait, I'm making lunch for well, – what's her. She's going to be like, I'm making lunch for three kids now. What the hell? Yeah. How did I get this job? Well,
1: she's not working, you know, trying to help out when she no, can. No, I'm
0: done. Nobody's making my lunches anymore. Like, that, that backfired <laughs> yeah, that me. Yeah, which is why I don't me.
1: eat lunch.
0: <laughs> I do eat, I do have lunch, but I have to, I just, I yeah, I don't.
1: Well, I, I mean, we have to shovel it in anyway because we have limited yes, time for I'm all, lunch. I'm but... all about
0: the, the, the bag salad kits from the grocery store because you just <laughs> yeah. shake them up and eat them real fast.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So let me go to. Amber and Puppy. So, I thought we were going to get pick up right where we left off with her driving off, but we've skipped ahead a lot. So, Amber yeah. is heading to Kathy's after she got some weird calls from Puppy the night before. Well, it turns out that the last episode was actually a few weeks ago and Puppy has been on the run ever since. Kathy worried because apparently Puppy got arrested for a broken taillight and won a couple counties over. Amber's concerned that it's going to be, you know, two years minimum now if she caught a new charge instead of – and, you know, highly likely that she caught a new charge when she didn't turn herself in. So the plan is for Amber to go to Cobb County where where Puppy got arrested and see if she can figure out what's going on. So when Amber gets to the sheriff's office, she reminds us that Puppy could be facing prison time again. But of course, we don't get to see what happens because the cameras can't come inside. Thirty minutes later, Amber emerges. Puppy is definitely there, and there are some new charges. But Amber can't see her today. So when she leaves, she gets a call from Puppy, or at least they kind of frame it as when she leaves. But she's in the car and gets a gets a call from Puppy, who is very upset that you know she doesn't have her eyelashes or eyebrows with her in prison, and it makes her look yeah. like a lizard. I, you, I know, Miss H definitely feels like. My
1: eyebrows? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked her without makeup. Yeah. yeah I yeah. think she overdoes it. She does. But I, c- I can also see there being happy medium.
0: Yeah, yeah. Her eyelashes, she just needs to get smaller eyelashes. She goes with the biggest ones in the, in the thing, yeah. like stick out like five inches. It's kind of silly. But anyway, right. um, I mean, she jokes about that part at first, but obviously she's feeling, you know, terrible about the whole fact mm-hmm. that she's locked up again. So, the show does get a chance to talk to puppy in jail. She doesn't know how long she's going to be there and, you know, they keep throwing out this two years, new charge, two years, and she can't get anywhere until the PO gets there and kind of they can sort things out. So, it says she's this is the situation she was exactly trying to avoid when the truck sped off. She just wanted to make it through the summer, right? She wanted to go to <laughs> – she had things planned. She was going to go to Vegas and stuff like that. And Then they ask about Eric because, you know, she doesn't know where their status is either because he's – That Vegas trip is tomorrow and he's going anyway, even with her and behind bars. So she spends a lot of time crying and says that, you know, she's done time before and she thought she could do this time standing on her head. But it's the hardest, hardest time she's ever had, especially because her mom is sick. So let me talk to Amber at the end. And she says he's, you know, she's sad that puppy is locked up because you're always sad when somebody, you know, is locked up. But grateful that this is finally just getting taken care of. And after all that, all this two years, two years, two years, they show us a title Mm -hmm. card and she was out in a week. (laughs) And then she was in and she is still engaged to Eric, but they haven't set a wedding date or anything like that. Um, So, oh, my God. So that just feels like that title card was like the biggest thing. They've been pumping this. You have a warrant. It's going to be forever. They're going to throw you back in jail and lock up the key. And they're like, puppy was out of jail in a week. And I was like, (laughs) damn. Right. (laughs) So, um, like, I don't know. What do you feel? Like, did did they sell us a bill of goods here? Was it like, did it feel like their whole season was a waste because of that?
1: No, I mean, I think her feeling of wanting to avoid it is very much real. It was kind of annoying to me because at one point she was just like, this is why I didn't want to, like, turn myself in because I didn't want to end up here. And it's just like, so you're still justifying the fact that you didn't turn yourself in. Like, it seems like you would have had an easier time if you did. So, I don't know. It concerns me about her running off. It didn't matter.
0: You were always – this was always going to happen. Turn yourself in or not. Like, this is going to happen. You were going to get arrested for a broken taillight or something at some point.
1: Okay. And that's the other thing. If you have a warrant out, wouldn't you check that shit, right? I would make sure that my plates are good. You know, I've got like – an. Everything she
0: said that she, she uh, the way she explained it to Amber she seemed pretty suspicious that there was anything wrong with the car at all and they were she mm-hmm. was kind of being um being targeted or whatever because she was because it was she said it wasn't even a tail light it was a headlight I mean a, a license plate light no right and she was like it was broad daylight how can you even tell if it's on
1: yeah yeah that's weird but um there were so many things that i'm kind of like oh puppy was so annoying to me in this episode like the fact that eric would still go to vegas without her I don't know, just made me really question. He's like, does he really love you? And she's like, oh, Eric, we're still engaged. And then like, oh, my mom is really sick. It's like she stopped visiting her mom a long time ago. Yeah. And I'm not to say that, you know, like she can't be sad about her mom being sick. But it's just like you can't use it as an excuse if you haven't even been seeing your mom when you're actually free to see her. mom. Oh, my goodness.
0: I'm so bad I can't go see my mom because I'm in jail. But like your mom was like, puppy hasn't been back in two months. Like before that. Right. Totally, totally, and I know yeah. it just—it just is frustrating that Puppy keeps talking about it as if everything that happened is something that happens to her and that she has no yes. agency in it at all.
1: Yes, yeah, definitely. Oh my goodness! And one other thing: shouldn't her mom not be smoking if she's doing cancer treatment? I'm.
0: Well, nobody should be smoking for any reason at all. Well, like, yes,
1: but especially in that. Scenario. Yes, that's true. Yes. Okay, okay. All right, uh, let's talk about Brittany and Ray. So Ray, if you recall, is giving Brittany a ring to tell her she, and telling her she deserves it, and he appreciates her. He says it's a promise ring, and Brittany asks, what does that mean at 34? Then you hear in the background a friend piping up saying, I thought this was supposed to be a marriage. <laughs> and Brittany says, this isn't a marriage, and she says she needs to take a break from the situation. Britney then says she thought engagement was next and she doesn't want appreciation. She wants commitment. She asks if he's not ready to propose and he says that it's not that. And she storms off saying this shouldn't even be done in public. All the friends are just as shocked as Britney. They all seem to agree that Britney is way too old for a promise ring. Britney and Ray are away from the friends when Brittany says she was expecting an engagement and if he was just going to give her an appreciation ring, he shouldn't have done it in front of her friends. Ray says that he thinks spending thousands on a ring means something and Brittany thinks that he should just appreciate her enough to make her his wife. Brittany gives him back the ring and says she doesn't want a promise, she wants a commitment. Ray was hoping it was going to be a special moment and Brittany is pissed and walking off with her friends. Uh, running after her, asking her what's wrong. The next morning, Brittany is hanging out at the beach, sitting with her friends, venting about the events of last night and the promise ring. She tells them that this whole situation was childish, and she actually turned down the promise and the ring. Ray is then shown talking with Quintes, and Quintez says that it's one thing to do the talking, but another to actually follow through... And Quintes asks him if there's some kind of timeline for a proposal, like, let's say, a year. This, for some reason, like, gives Ray an idea, and it prompts him to go clear things up with Brittany. So Ray finds Brittany on the beach, and he tries to apologize and says that he had the best intentions because he does love her. He admits that he's never been romantic before, and he was just trying to do the right thing. Ray says a proposal wouldn't have been right because their parents weren't there. Ray wants her to wear the ring anyway, and promises that there will be a proposal within a year. Thank you, Quintes. He tells her he wants to do it right. Brittany says that the marriage, uh, that marriage will be within a year, and guess what? She's going to be planning if this is what he's saying. She says she will wear the ring, but on a different finger. And she tells him that the ring, this ring, would have been good enough for an engagement, but now he has to buy her another one. He just kind of laughs and says the next one will be bigger and better. All right. So given that Ray was concerned to begin with earlier on the season that, you know, the ring wasn't going to be big or good enough. Mm -hmm. Do you think he should have just proposed?
0: Yes, he should have just proposed (laughs) like that was what everything that happened was an entirely predictable result. Right. In fact, his grandmother did predict it. It was like, she's not going to want you to promise ring her, dude. She wants a marriage proposal. Um, I don't know why it was obvious to everybody but Ray that that's what's going to happen. And you were right. Like you mentioned it last time we talked about it. The ring was fine. Like
1: Yeah. It was a nice size ring. It was a good size
0: ring. I don't know why he thought it was like not good enough. And I also don't understand how he didn't propose, but somehow at the end of this trip still for all intents and purposes, ended up engaged. Because I'm sorry, yeah. being like, I promise that I'll marry you within a year. That's just an engagement. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> I don't – Just without calling it an engagement. <laughs> yes. I mean, it was kind of funny to me that, you know, he had a, a conversation with Quinter and He's like, oh, yes, within a year. I can do that. And like runs off to find Brittany, you know, and then is like, oh, yeah, we'll be – engaged within a year, and then she kind of was like, okay, so we'll be married within a year? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, okay, well, I'm going to start planning. Yes, <laughs> just so just like, I'm oh, saying God. You said
0: you were going to get married within a year, and she's going to start planning a wedding. That's being engaged. Yep. Like, that's – I yeah. don't know what he thinks. But but now it has to be – there has to be like a double proposal, which I'm sure is going to happen like two weeks before the wedding that she's planning.
1: Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? I don't know. They're a sweet couple. Um, I guess they had to have something – uh, but they're definitely one of our more normal yeah, couples. They are. They on are on the show, and I
0: thought it was funny. that I think they played it up like her, like storming out or being whatever. And she wasn't even that bad. She was just drunk, and so yeah. it was just like sounds like every drunk people, but like get a uh, lift, Uber, Uber lift. Get that. We need home. Go. Yeah. Let's buy. Like. <laughs>
1: gonna go now
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah just like it didn't it wasn't like anger it was like oh she's just drunk okay like i get it because it was right she is getting that situation i did like her friend though who was like yo i thought this was supposed to be a proposal
1: (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) i came here for a proposal i did not come here for a promise
0: (laughs) and they were all roasting that promise (laughs) what is he 17 what is this (laughs) yeah
1: it was yeah it was kind of funny but yeah i i don't think He should have done it in front of the friends. And we kind of had talked about that, too. Like, he definitely built it up like it was an engagement. Like, it's not that – and I agree with her, too. You know, if he was just going to give her a promise ring, he should have just given it to her as a gift instead of – making this whole like he started like oh like attention attention i'm going to make a speech right. yeah it's like you shouldn't have done that because that does seem like an engagement and it you're does. basically faking her out you
0: are you are and like I- i'm definitely an advocate of if you want to do something nice and show appreciation or whatever it, it, don't make it a ring get earrings right. like a bracelet something that's clearly not like Uh, fake me out like step down like you know i just want to show you how much i appreciate you so i got you these lovely diamond earrings is like not her being like what the shit is the because you're not saying like it's a symbol of my promise or whatever you're just like i appreciate you i love you here's some pretty things because you're pretty here you go like she'd be like yes i like that good
1: The other thing is, too, like when he does give her an engagement ring or whatever, it's like she's supposed to wear all these rings.
0: Yes. How many of these rings is she wearing? Because she was also very specific about like, I'm not wearing this on my right hand. I'm wearing it on on the correct hand.
1: She wants to make her own rules. Why not?
0: Right. I don't know. It just. Yeah. You're right. It was kind of stretching for stuff. But you know who is not stretching for drama Mm -hmm. is our last people. (laughs) Deontay. And Nicole and I guess Tia, so we leave off where we you know pick it up. Deontay has abandoned his muddy car and is walking across the park to find the wedding. He sees people through some trees, kind of sees where they're lit up for the wedding. They have the lights up for production, and we uh, and we see Nicole walking down the aisle. It's basically just Nicole's immediate family there, and they're her and Tia are both all smiles and giggles about the whole wedding. Nicole says that Tia is a much better person on the outside of prison. And when the officiant does the forever hold your peace thing, they kind of cut back and forth to Deontay walking up like he's going to be walking up to the wedding. But not really. He's actually walking With over. With a stun
1: of shades. Yeah, well,
0: he's in a stun of shades in the dark. Anyway, yeah. they, they cut to him walking instead and like sitting on a big rock because he doesn't want to ruin her wedding. I mean, He does anyway. But <laughs> um, back to the back to the wedding. Nicole is reading her vows off the phone and Deontay is thinking, well, man. Maybe this thing is over between me and her because he's slow. They finish up the ceremony with their shots involved right before they say pronounce you like married or whatever. But anyway, as they leave and start walking across the park, that's when Deontay just pops out from behind a tree. (laughs) It's like, hey, everybody.
1: (laughs) Stupid.
0: (laughs) Like two feet away from him, like a very, very creepy person. So <laughs> Tia's pissed. She wants to confront him. But Nicole is just like, let's just keep walking. Just keep walking. Go. No, let's go. Uh, anyway, Tia's plan wins out. And Deontay says some crap about like, she was like, why are you here? And he's like, oh, I'm just here to show my support. By Again, by hiding behind this tree here. <laughs> So. <laughs> <laughs> and then things quickly devolve into a physical altercation that actually Tia swung first and Deontay wants to make sure everybody knows as this goes on that he didn't swing back at all. He says he didn't swing. I didn't swing. I didn't hit her. I didn't hit her as they are separated by the crew. Nicole is very pissed and keeps yelling for Tia to just follow her so they can leave. So as she leaves, Deontay warns her, uh, you know, don't you be calling me. You stay with the bitch you're with. Anyway, Nicole seems very dumb with this with this show And rips off the mics and throws them on the ground. Deontay, on the other hand, says he's glad he came and saw what he saw. Because now he knows, you know, that this should be a done situation for him. So, Uh. yeah. (laughs) Once everyone else leaves, Deontay gets into his car, which which is finally out of the ditch. And is on his way to get, he says, to get drunk or late or something. But we all know he's just going to go home and sit alone. So, he's glad that he came out here because it brought closure to the Nicole situation. Well... Maybe closure because he's also sure that she's going to reach out again. So then we see one week later, you know, and they're acting like it's like years later. Nicole's like, married life is going great. It's been a week. And they seem pretty happy to have already fallen into old people routines, like falling asleep at 8 p.m. She also says that they are going to start trying for a baby and are going to – help me out here. Use Tia's what as a donor? Like –
1: I was confused. Maybe her brother?
0: But why – Bleep it. I don't
1: know. I I was confused too. I was like, I don't because understand she said they wanted to, Tia has sperm. She
0: said they wanted to. Yeah, they said they wanted to share DNA. The yeah. use have the same DNA. I, I don't. I don't know what we were using of Tia's. As I was mm-hmm. very confused. No idea. So anyway, they ask what she thinks of Dante, and she says that it's not healthy the way he clings to prison girls like her and and her his other ex. And then we smash cut to Dante. Deontay, who's getting a phone call from a federal prison and talking to someone new. So the ending title card says that Tia and Nicole are still married, but Nicole is also still keeping in touch with Deontay.
1: That's so dumb.
0: It is so dumb. What was the dumbest thing? I mean, I know what I think the dumbest thing we saw from this, this whole situation was, right?
1: Deontay popping out behind a tree. It's like, <laughs> Why?
0: I mean is this happening? that was really bad. I was actually thinking Deontay's still on the phone with somebody else from prison.
1: Oh, okay. Well, so spoiler alert, yes. we actually uh, found out that is. it's Lindsay. Yes. Lindsay from her dudes was it was it John? No, Scott. The guy with Scott. the Scott. Scott and Lindsay. Yes. yes. Uh the one where she had the daughter and he bought the place in Mississippi and they were
0: And then she trashed she trashed his office.
1: Yes, she trashed his office when she found the burner cell phone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, that's I mean, like I told you, that, that that's gonna there's a few things that are going for her if she gets with Deontay. First, she gets to be on the show again. Yes. And second, uh somebody's gonna give her money and she doesn't have to put out. So <laughs> that's what she that's the lesson she got watching the show.
1: Well, I think she'd be more willing. She would to be put more out. willing, yes. Yeah, because I mean, she already was, you know, with Scott, and you're like, "Ooh, Deontay at least isn't as physically yeah, that's true, unattractive as Scott. That's true."
0: But back to back to popping out from behind a tree.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh, that was so dumb! It's like, what are you doing? And he's like, "Hello, (laughs) hey, like, okay."
0: Yeah, it was. It was just such a creepy vibe of him watching this wedding from the background. And then, right.
1: And then Nicole's like, what's he doing here? Let's just ignore him. Like, she, you know, Tia really should have just gone with Nicole because it's like the person he's actually there for wants to ignore him. So just ignore him.
0: Yes. But uh, you're overlooking how much Tia hates this dude.
1: Yeah. Well, now she does. She yeah. hated him
0: before. Like, I feel yeah. like as soon as it came up and he was like, maybe we could have a threesome. She was like, no, I hate you. Oh, I hate yeah, you so I'm much. Disgusted. Yeah, I'm disgusted. Yeah. <laughs> like that that that's how it came up but it's like why are they still talking like why do why would either of them talk to each other i don't understand
1: i don't either i don't get it at all makes no sense to me all right so uh interesting season um and a lot of things going on so let's get started with our power rankings Ooh. so starting from number 1 is our best Cast member um, down to number sixteen because we had uh, what eight couples? Eight couples, well, yes. Technically eight couples. There are a couple threesomes, but we did the main cast. Um, so yeah, we did one through sixteen. So sixteen being who we thought was just the worst. Oh, worst. So uh-huh. number one, like student of the week nominee types. Correct. So who is your number one?
0: I'm with Amber.
1: I did too. Okay. I mean, well, there you go. She's a she is a good friend. I also appreciate the fact that she had a not so great relationship with Sammy. Zero problems letting him go. Yep, just let him go immediately. Showing your true colors. I'm out. And
0: no, no going back and forth. And maybe I'm talking to him again. He was just gone. It just totally gone. Yep.
1: Yep. All right. How about your number two? Marcelino. I did too. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Uh, Marcelino, good husband. Like trying. Yes. Right, not always perfect. Yeah,
0: made made some mistakes. I was uh, he he you know called called her dad. She was like, "Well, oh, I got to get ready for him." Like, you know, yeah. but was, his heart was in the right place. He didn't do anything. Right. Best of intentions. Not, not so. You know. So yeah, good on Marcelino.
1: Yep. Yeah. Okay. Number three Number three was Ray. Uh, same. I would say Ray's critical error yes. this season is the promise. <laughs> the promise ring. ring. But yeah. once again, his heart is in the right place. I just think he really underestimated how upset that would make Britney. Yes,
0: I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, Man, we're knocking it out so far. So –
1: I know, right? My
0: four was the Britney of Britney Marcelino. Britney. Uh, Yeah. Okay. (laughs)
1: Um, She kind of lost it for me towards the end. I do like Britney. Yeah. She's one of my more favorite inmates just in general, but – the whole pushing for the threesome at the end, it was kind of clear that this would not have come up had it not been for her pushing it. And I feel like she is taking advantage of the fact that Marcelino, like, just wants to make her happy. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. He doesn't want I mean, this. To me, to me, it wasn't that, even that. It was that part when she, like, drunkenly went back to the sober living house to try to, like, break <laughs> it into her <laughs> stuff. I think that was a bigger and critical mistake. I don't
1: know. I think that makes her a badass. That <laughs> that gives her higher ranking with me.
0: All right. So number five, I have to quantify by being like, especially based on what I said earlier in the show, with like yeah, on yeah. these, I'm just making with what the show showed us. I
1: have a feeling we And the told same us because it's John. Yes, I'm
0: still-
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yes. Assuming that he is not the abuser that you have somewhat speculated and that Christiana isn't in hiding from him for various reasons. um, Yes, I would say that he is also a partner that has tried his best to make her happy. And I feel like a lot of what he has done has made her happy. Um, Hasn't made her happy, but at least an attempt to make her happy. The only thing that I would say was more of a self-serving thing, was the whole him calling Tara and telling her to stay away. Oh, yeah. As much as he says it's for Christiana, at the end of the day, I felt like it was for him. He didn't want that kind of drama there.
0: Yeah. That's true. That's true. All right. So, five for five. All right. Number six. I went with the other Brittany.
1: I did too. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This is so funny. I don't think we've ever matched this This close. Usually it's like, yeah,
0: there's a couple that are off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, she just – I mean, she she's – you know, has that demanding side to her. But at the end of the day, yes. she does really seem to care about the dude.
1: Yes, she does. And I don't think she's so far off base and unreasonable. It sounds like these things are things that they have talked about because it's not like he's surprised. Right. Or like, well, this is not what we agreed to. So, I mean, I think it, she is a bit pushy, but – it sounds like these are conversations that they've had, so it's not unreasonable for her to expect.
0: Yeah, I things. mean, I definitely think she hurts because she definitely just – her kind of vibe and personality gives off mm-hmm. Chevelle from Chevelle and Quaylen yeah. vibes. And she's not anywhere near that bad.
1: Oh, no, no. Plus, I think she's at the end of the day a lot classier than That's Chevelle.
0: That's true. That's very true. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And I honestly, too, I think she's picked a better partner. You know, like uh, Quaylen yeah, oh, yeah, always oh. a little shady, yeah, right? Yeah, totally, totally. Ray seems like he's on the up and up. Like, you know, he's not philandering or, you know, trying to get out of this. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, doing weird, texting all kinds of women and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. Some
1: sh- Chi-town, you know. Oh, right, n- Chi-town no one who lived like in Houston. That. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's none of that. All right, how about your number seven?
0: Uh, Nicole. Actually, Cole.
1: Oh, OK, Nicole's a little bit further down for me. All I right. Mean,
0: I just she I mean, the the, the, the the I don't know how much she was stringing him along this time. The fact that she's still talking mm. to him, whatever. Yes. But her relationship with Tia
1: was mm. actually really good. Like, yeah.
0: Like, that seemed like a healthy relationship that wasn't based on money, which I think was funny because she was like, this is weird that I'm in this relationship and it's not about money. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to navigate that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, My number seven was puppy. Okay. So puppy, you know, avoiding jail, not the best, you know. But at the same time, I also felt that the things that she did wrong weren't necessarily hurting anyone else but herself Whereas, if you're looking further down the list, the things that people do wrong are things that are affecting other people. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So, puppy was just a little bit farther down for me. Number eight, though, was Lisa.
1: Okay. Because
0: she wasn't wrong, right? Right. But the way she dealt with it was not ideal. <laughs>
1: But, sure, sure, sure. And yeah. That's pretty
0: much where I, where I landed with her. I, was like, I didn't like the way she dealt with the problems she was having, but the problems uh-huh. she was having were legitimate problems that she oh, should have been yeah, upset about. Yeah.
1: yeah, Lisa wasn't too far down for me, um, but my number eight was uh, Christiana. So Christiana, you know, for the most part, trying to be a sober, good daughter – Trying to turn things around. Things did not work out so well at the end or what we can assume. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, like because there's too many unknowns, I kind of stuck around the middle there.
0: Yeah, I get that. I get that. But
1: my number nine was Lisa. And like to what you were saying, <laughs> I actually find Lisa to be very entertaining. Um, she's uh, humorous to me and still Dan is way far oh, down yeah. <laughs> and so the fact that she had to deal with him, I was like, okay, yeah
0: <laughs> oh yeah
1: you get you get a couple uh, spaces higher just from having to deal with
0: yeah so, Stan, so my number so. nine that's where I had puppy. Um, I mm-hmm. just feel like her refusing to deal with the with the warrant was was an issue. the way she repeatedly yeah. just drops off the face of the earth is an issue right, right. And, and like where's puppy i don't know where she? she you last time you talked to her she where's she with they had remember they had to go find her at eric's house at the beginning of a season like, right and like who is this eric guy and, like it, so it was like all all that kind of stuff just, just she just and and especially when it has to do with her mom's health i feel like that does verge on you know t- things that are, are hurting other people but you mm-hmm. know then speaking of people falling off the face of the earth that's why my number 10 is christiana like Mm-hmm. If we're taking the show its word, even if you're leaving, you got to let the guy know you're leaving. Right?
1: Yeah. That seems – yeah. You could save yourself a lot of um, annoyances too because it's like – how annoying is it if you don't want to talk to someone and this person keeps on calling you? And
0: showing up at your work and talking to your coworkers and like – Yeah.
1: Yeah. It just seems like it would be easier to be like, leave me alone. I am leaving you. Yes. I mean, you don't even have to go into, you know, explanation, but I'm sure that would prompt him yeah. to, okay. A literal
0: Dear John Damn. letter is what she needed to yeah. leave. Yes.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, my number 10 is Sarah. So, Sarah, she's she's just making really dumb decisions. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, she's my number 11. So, okay. it's like, it, we're real close right there, but yeah, just, yeah. just for how because and part of it is because it's like I believe that she sees what a dipshit this guy is, and she sees when as yeah. she's like, I am choosing to forgive him. It's like that's a bad choice, and you know it's a yeah. bad choice.
1: <laughs> you should choose something you else. You should so. choose to do something else. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, so who was your number ten?
0: So my number ten was Christiana. And then we then I had okay. eleven was Sarah.
1: Okay. Uh, my eleven was Nicole. So, the reason why Nicole was my number 11 is because, you know, she keeps on saying, like, why is this guy around? Like, I don't know why he's so obsessed it's with like, me. why does he keep why texting he keep on, him? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. And it's like, well, yeah, because you're doing something to, like, make him think that he has a chance. And so, you know, that is why Deontay is my number 12. But I kind of wanted to put them right next to each other okay. because it's just like – you know, malicious versus willful ignorance is kind of like.
0: Sure. I could see that. So my number 12 then was, by the way, we were covered in the same. We we covered everybody on 11. We had the same bottom five. But my number 12 was Shane. Um, Okay. And again, this is one of those based on what we've seen from the show, because we don't specifically Mm -hmm. know what happened that he got arrested for. Right. Okay. But. I mean, I just think Shane and Lacey's relationship was terrible Um, and one of them had to be slightly above the other one (laughs) in terms of staying here. Okay,
1: that's interesting. So I actually had Lacey above Shane. So Lacey was my number 13. And the reason why I put Lacey above Shane is because I still could not get over the fact that Shane is such a shit dad. You're going to just abandon your child, leave your daughter for Lacey to take care of her while you spend nine hours at the gym every day. Uh, Like You're the one who wanted this kid. Yeah. You know, it's just like that is. Yeah, Yeah,
0: I was I was more focused on the um, Lacey's reaction to the lie detector stuff um, that put her a little bit lower. And who's at fault for this breakup more is what I was is the way I kind of ordered them. In order. She's right next to it. So she's 13 for me.
1: Okay. So, yes, yeah, Lacey's my 13, but you're um, number 12 with Shane. Yeah. But I mean, also, the other thing is like, I think it's a necessary decision for her to let go of Shane if he's a shit parent.
0: Yes. And I was. I guess I didn't think about the parent thought. I thought about all the homophobic stuff that came up when she was mm-hmm. like, you've been talking to guys? What are you? Uh? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're, they're both throwing the F-bomb around, right? And, like, yeah. that kind of stuff. I'm disgusted that you would even meet up with guys. This is for day and blah, blah, blah. And then, like, and then going into the, um, you know, the, the what's it called? the The therapist and saying like i don't think i ever loved him like and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so i'm like if who's more at fault for this relationship dissolving like i I, the shit dad stuff is also her story because we only we only we only ever hear her story of that because shane is too dumb to be able to tell a coherent story
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right so who is your number 14
0: 14 is where i have deontay um okay just because we spent the whole time being like, How can you possibly be this stupid? How can you possibly yeah, right. be this stupid? <laughs> right? And to go yeah. there and and didn't do that. Well, I don't want to ruin her wedding. Well then you did. Like you did ruin her wedding. Yeah. Like and
1: And she sees it that and way. And she too, sees it that so. way.
0: So like it it just everything, everything, every step of the way he did was like something that was not only dumb, but other people were like, dude, you know that's dumb, right? You you know that's dumb. Mm-hmm. That 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 is mm-hmm. dumb. So he should have known better.
1: Yeah. All right. So my number fourteen was Shane for the before mentioned reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so who is your number fifteen? All right. So
0: we have the same bottom two as well. Yep. Um, fifteen is Sean.
1: Okay. Same. So our fifteen is Sean, and then that means our sixteen is Stan. Yep.
0: Stan just. I mean, I feel like we don't even need to talk about Sean because we talk about him so much. But Stan is just. I know. So, so stupid gross. liar. Such a liar. Like, they're both liars. Like, and Stan is just a creepier liar who, like, held money over her head. Like,
1: So, the difference to me is that Sean, he's a liar, but it's like he – I don't know. It's like he's not even – I don't know if he's just too dumb to try make it seem like he's not lying – But Stan just seems so manipulative when he's lying, right? Because he's also trying to garner sympathy by, like, oh, well, I had such a wonderful relationship with my wife, like, and now I'm widowed and let's show a scene of me, like, visiting her gravesite and, like – you know, being next to a lake and looking off into the distance like and you know, saying whatever sweet things to my wife that isn't here. Mm-hmm. And it's just like he's trying to portray this like sympathetic side and then you see him just do these like heinously gross things. yeah, and you're just like you're just a gross lying dude who's trying to manipulate us all into thinking you're a certain way when you're clearly not.
0: Yeah, basically. Basically, I mean, because he also does it with the with the money. I'm a very wealthy yeah. man, and then he brings his lady friend over and literally gives her lunchables. That was a yeah. lunchable that he unfolded and put part of it on the plate, like
1: yeah, with a couple strawberries, with a couple to strawberries, classed it, class it yeah, up, you like, know, those strawberries.
0: And but. and he's gonna tell us he's oh, I'm a classy individual who has a high class job and I'm very rich and like, but no, dude, uh, all around just. Yeah. Yeah, lies all around, and even his hair is a lie, like
1: <laughs> an unfortunate lie. Yeah, and Sean's like, I don't, I don't think he's smart enough to be manipulative. No, 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 like I that, do think right? that. Sh-
0: uh, yeah, that's the difference. Sean lies because he's afraid of getting in trouble. Yes, right. Whereas Stan lies or to manipulate someone, or losing right? someone. He's yeah. afraid if I tell the mm-hmm. truth here, they're going to leave me, or I'm going to get in trouble, or something. Something bad is going to yeah. happen, so I'll just say no. Right. Whereas Stan like cultivates a lie to manipulate people
1: yeah yeah definitely all right uh, did you have a life lesson I
0: did it was kind of you know really aimed at Sarah but you know it mm-hmm. worked for a couple of people like Ray and Brittany and even for us against John and Christiana and stuff so it's okay to have your person's you know back in and in a disagreement right you know it's okay that's my friend I'm gonna take their side of course people do that But you also have to forget that you're just – you are hearing their side and you shouldn't just like assume the worst intentions of the other party. Um, Yeah. Which is – especially it's like if you're Sarah, man, like if you're going to be like, what are the things I have to watch out for going into this relationship? What Kelly has to say is probably – like there's probably a pretty good chance in a few years you're going to be saying the same things.
1: You're going to want to take notes. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Uh, my life lessons—more of a lighthearted one. Um, Reading vows off a phone just looks really tacky. Very much so. And I don't know what it is, but it's just like reading off a piece of paper just looks. I get it. You know, you want to make sure you hit all the points, say all the things. Some people just straight up read their literally read their vows from something. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what it is, but reading it off your phone—it just just makes you look
0: unprepared. Right, Like if I had to give a presentation at school or something and I had to go there, if I brought my phone out to look at it when I was Mm -hmm. talking, it would make me look like I I was unprepared. Like I was like literally looking – Googling something on the way up to the stage so I would have something to read.
1: But I think the preference would be like an index card or a piece of paper. Yes.
0: Yes. But But that, again, shows because that shows that you thought ahead of time that you were going to have to say Mm -hmm. something and so you wrote it down somewhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh when uh I know they started we just finished watching it, which is why you may have heard Mr. Ohion a couple times. It's pretty late over. Yes. There. Um but uh they started a preview with that Love Before Logan. Yes, which starts love, on January I keep what 7th. It. Okay, so we still have a couple weeks. So we will be taking a bit of a break. But
0: I don't know if we're gonna well maybe, because they also have a um Looks like there's a special on, on on New Year's Eve. But that might be oh. New Year's Eve though.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we might just cover both of them at the same Fair time enough. then when we come yep. back. So we'll be back. Uh, season premiere of their love.
0: During lockup. During? Love okay, during I lockup. I keep thinking
1: it's before because it's before Which the I'm 90 Which I'm worried about, about okay, because,
0: then. man, even on that – at the beginning of that preview, it seemed like there was going to be a lot of shaky, like, jumpy – You know, selfie footage of like you know, twelve frames per second of somebody talking into a uh, camera on the prison. So that could be rough. Oh
1: goodness! All right. Well, hopefully the um, the outside person will carry the show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right then. Uh, So we'll see you in a few weeks then. Have a great holiday. Take care. Bye. Bye.